Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Park Scope Podcast. An irreverent look at uh, themed entertainment and amusement parks. I'm trying that for the first time. Hope everyone likes it. Uh, my name is Joe. Joining me on today's episode is Alex. Alex, how are you doing, man? I'm, I'm good. It's good to be back. Mm-hmm. We haven't done this in a hot second. Like, no, I haven't all. been on since like June, I think. I We haven't done anything since September. It's just been... Oh. A lot has happened since then. A lot has happened. It's been a crazy, wild ride uh, since I, I then. Got, I got engaged. You that got happened. engaged. That's a big one. <laughs> um, that, that's a little thing. You went to Europe and all these to other get parks. Yes. yes. To, I mean, yeah, but also you went to Europe. Um, yeah, it's been a – God, man. Yeah, so we're going to reboot the podcast. I might as well just – I was talking to Alex beforehand about this, but we're going to redo the show. Um, last thing we want is like some crazy thing that we can't hit anymore. So just Park Scope podcast, Park Scope podcast. No, no, no need for two shows or whatever. Um, goal is at least an hour, preferably an hour of content more if we get busy, you know, whatever. And we'll be releasing it at the end of every month is the goal. Um, just trying to, you know, get something out and have everyone be happy with it. So. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I don't know what else to say about it, but let's try this again. We're kind of rebooting everything and, I don't know, trying something different. So let's uh, go on from there. So, Alex, uh, besides engagement, how have you been, man? Uh, super. Super? Good. Hurt, hurt my ankle really bad about ten weeks, or three weeks ago, running after my parents dog that got out of the house and uh, like five seconds before i heard it i was like wow i haven't run this fast in years <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then uh famous last it, words bang, twisted it banged it and uh i thought i'd like done some major damage to it but i, I mean i did definitely damage to it but it's it's healing slowly mm-hmm. you know just had a birthday so another year added on doesn't help probably at all <laughs> So. I still feel young, though. I'm not one of these people who's like, ah, oh, I feel so old, like into their 30s. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, no, like, occasionally I feel like I can't keep up with what I could do 15 years ago. But for the most part, I feel good about life. Oh, that's good. That's good. Definitely good. Yeah. So uh, let's start off with a little bit of news uh, that broke today. You want me to explain something? Because I read a little bit about it, but then I was like, we might be doing this tonight, so why don't I just have someone explain it to me who might understand it a little bit more than I do, or mm-hmm. would care to understand. So, Yeah, so what? what is it? Thought, I don't thought, even thought. know the name of it. <sighs> it's, okay. it's the real estate thing <laughs> in California with Disney involved. Yes, so the best way – okay, so this is weird. This is called Story Living by Disney. Okay. Residential communities. It just makes me – I just – I don't want nothing to do with that, just from that. Yeah. No, no. I totally don't blame you. It makes me um, – I called it a leper colony on Twitter. Uh, okay. Which I still stand by. Um, and in the California market, like I can't imagine how expensive that that's going to be. Yeah. So – it is uh, – yeah, it's in California. It's in – where is it in again? Um, Rancho something? Sorry. Uh, Palm Springs. OK. It's in Palm Springs. Um, 
Yeah, so let's go dive into the first opening of the press release for Story Living by Disney. As more and more fans look for new ways to make Disney a bigger part of their lives, the company today announced plans to do Story Living by Disney. Vibrant new communities that are infused with the company's special brand of magic. Um, so basically, the TLDR on this is that Disney is contracting out to other companies to build and manage gated communities that they will be helping design and somehow to do programming with. Um, the comp- so the first one is uh, Contino. Um, it's being built in Palm Springs, and it's being developed in collaboration with DMB Development. Um, what? 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 Uh, oh boy! Yes. What makes this Disney? Like what? It what else? Imagine Imagineering is? is doing it. Uh, Disney's okay. getting a cut of it. Um, okay. It's going to be very expensive. So it, you know. All so the, you're, is mm-hmm. it a status thing, or is it just going to be a bunch of it's going to hidden Mickey's gonna, around the world? It's going to be. I have no idea. Uh, according to um, uh, that, each location will include Disney cast members. Uh, okay. Operating the community association, um, Disney Imagineers will play a key role in developing uh, the creative concept for the communities, working in conjunction with de- uh, respected developers and home builders. Um, blah blah blah, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I don't know. Can you tell me this? Is this more or less involvement than they had with Celebration, or is it different? This is is technically it less. Technically less. Uh, they oh, were less. they were running. Okay. They, that was kind of their thing. This is more like if Disney was like, contract us out for your development. Um, okay. Kind of so kind of like a Tokyo Disney type uh, deal. Oh, no. This is but, even less than that. No. Okay. Um, oh, this, even less than that. Okay. Because it's not even a theme park. I mean, it's... Yeah, well, yeah, I know what I meant, but like the deal. Like, like we'll pay you for your I mean, services. I, I Put the my, Disney name on it. <laughs> I would even say it's more okay. along the lines of a franchisee situation. Okay. Personally. All right. Well, um, I, so my thought is that this is trash. Um, one of the greatest ways to make your community absolutely horrific is by not letting the people who work work there live in that area. So um, oh, yeah. these very <laughs> expensive houses, I highly doubt Disney's going to offer for free to their cast members. Um, I just – Disney doesn't want to build new things. They just want to put their name on stuff and collect checks. And this oh, is yeah. this is the next extension of that. And good luck to their fans who like new things. So that's all I got to say about it. Um, yeah, it's I, gonna I, be. I, uh, I, I don't I like a, the idea. It's a status thing, probably. I I think it, it's beyond status. It's a joke. Okay. It's, it's okay. This thing is getting railed so bad on mm. on Twitter. People are excited to see what the uh, next door is going to look like. Right now, it just sounds like what a bunch of white uh, people who are maladjusted to the world are going to live in and go to. And it just sounds horrific. It sounds. And I'm sure it's just going to have an absolutely fun HOA. Yeah, exactly. I imagine the fees are going to be really competitive. And I'm not talking uh, about the fees. I'm talking about the restrictions. Oh, no, like- both. I mean, yeah, every it's just this is going to be trash. It's going to be. Absolute hot garbage, and I am. Um, I drove through Celebration, by parody. the way, for the first time ever this past weekend. I've I've I had dinner at that 
that downtown area. It's fine, but like it's very nice. Uh, it looks like it looks like a Victorian kind of village in the middle of Florida. I'm yeah. like, okay, this but also doesn't really fit Florida, but okay. But also, it's like not it's not well designed, and it's I it, it, I just don't like anything about this. Like the, the head of Walt Disney Imagineering now is an architect. It's hard for me not to see them go. Well, we're just gonna pivot to these gated communities and the theme parks are an extension of it and we don't need to build new stuff and it's just like it's another excuse for them not to actually deal in theme parks anymore and i just don't see any good coming from this and it's a disappointment and it's a joke and if people buy it and it works you know i hope you know what i really hope disney starts paying in corporate script for these people because they deserve all the terrible things coming to them so yeah, Disney's a, I, it's a discussion I'm not ready to get into right now, the current status of the Disney company and how they're running their parks and everything like that. So, But I mean, I, I don't usually talk about Disney stuff, but this was just different. So I was just like, what what is this? So, mm-hmm. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Jeez, like what, we didn't even know about Genie by this time, did we, last year? The last time we talked. I don't remember. Probably um, not. That's a mess. Yeah, that's that's a whole big thing too. A report. Here's my opinion on it. Really quick opinion on it. You need to make it more premium because you can't sell it to this many people and make anybody happy. So my thought is that they priced it just high enough that annual pass holders won't buy it every time they go. Right. But just Which low enough probably... that everyone else wants to or needs to. Right. Yeah. That's that's. I I think they should just up the price on it so it it uh. Up the price it and limit it so people who actually buy it have a good time and then you're not completely alienating everyone who doesn't have it and people who bought it thinking that it's going to be like the old system. My understanding is that Genie is getting abysmal reviews, just the absolute worst reviews. Well, the CEO seems to love it right now because of oh, money. Yeah, well, I mean, let them just let it. You know what? Disney fans have been saying everything's great for so long. And I love let, Disney. Let, like, let them I know I'm cake. very negative about Disney, but I love Disney. I just don't think it's worth the price most of the time. I feel like everything else I do, I'm going to have not the, – the ratio of fun is not going to be there. And the ratio of, of just frustration is going to be way higher for Disney. Just let them, the whole let day them and everything like that. eat cake. Yeah. Let them just yeah. – let them have it. If they, This is what they've always wanted, you know – it's okay but for them to take forever to Guardians, go ride. Guardians is coming soon, though, so I'm really excited about that, though. Yeah, yeah. And Tron and yeah stuff. that's fair. Yeah. Um, Eventually. It's okay for Disney to take so long to build rides. We got the old ones. Got to keep raising yeah. prices. Fine. Here you go. You got it. Congratulations. They probably should like, stop announcing things if they're like really ahead of when they're actually going to start construction because, I mean, just announce it when like first like ground gets broken. Like. Then you're like cutting a year off of the anticipation and being people like, wait, wait, I'm, this is still going on. I was, this, my last vacation, this thing was still working on. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <sighs> Anyways. Yes. Let them eat cake. That's my philosophy yeah. now on the situation. This yeah. is what, this is what they've been wanting for all these years. After, you know, Universal's been building stuff quickly and other parks have been adding new stuff. Fine. You got it. Have fun. Be miserable. Yeah. Oh, uh, Six Flags or the uh, SeaWorld. Let's talk about this really quickly. SeaWorld. Obviously, uh, people heard about SeaWorld was trying to bid for Cedar Fair. Mm-hmm. And Cedar and Fair said, told them to pound sand. 
Yep. Uh, Even when they up the price yeah. to, uh, like, I believe a sixty-three dollars, you know, a shock market, which I believe was like the high, which would be higher than it's been their stock price has been in a very long time. So, uh, I think mm-hmm. they probably looked at the long run and saw that this was kind of a bad deal. The yeah. Short run, it would have probably probably looks good, but right, the long run, yeah. I, did, I mean, yeah. Cedar Fair really did make some mistakes in the last year or so, but uh, yeah. hopefully they're. I'll also say this. It. I wouldn't want SeaWorld anywhere near another park system because they fucking Please, yes. are terrible. Um, I'm like, I know a bunch and of people We're not online. talking about the animal thing, right? We're, neither no. of us are talking about. No. no right. But you just got to clarify that because a lot of people still have blackfish on their mind, for, mm-hmm. I mean, which is ridiculous. It's just more the – for me, it's just the inconsistencies and just not – just not being very honest to the consumer and that really really pisses me off yeah it's um sea world sucks uh in (laughs) uh in several ways like i i enjoy their parks but like you know outside of the fact they just built a bunch of new coasters they really didn't do a lot of stuff before that they've been mismanaged to high heaven their, uh, how many their, CEOs that they had in the last yeah, five years? Exactly. Their corporate structure is a fucking mess. And, they, and you know that's not a good sign because you got all these guys that are have really high accolades and they come in and you know they're probably like, hey, I can make this work. And then they probably get stonewalled by yeah, the board and, and they're and gone in, they're like, and they're gone in six months. They're like, I can't do months. anything with this. What's the point? Bye. Yeah, yeah they're gone in <laughs> they're gone in nine months. The like outside of the fact they bunch, built a bunch of coasters to twenty twenty. That didn't open until 2022. Oh, shame. Yeah. There's really nothing else going with the, with the chain. And it's just a bunch of people with short-term memory loss. Um, I like to remind people that SeaWorld Orlando did close two rides uh, with yeah. no, no replacement in sight. I like to remind you that Busch Gardens, Williamsburg closed two rides also. Uh, have they ever officially said Battlefire is done? Uh, I don't think they've ever said it officially, but that did open in 2018. So yeah, they still had merch when I went in uh, uh, October. I was like, oh, this is interesting. So the fact that they can't keep anything going or opening or planned and they're a mess. They're a hot mess and they just want to acquire stuff because they have but money. They can make and- good decisions in some ways too. They took an underperforming water park and said, "Hey, let look what we look what's successful in Philadelphia. Let's do that." That's great. Yeah, I'm not going to argue that. I'm also going to point out that that's taken them how long to fucking do that? Like- well, that was also COVID stuff. So, like, yeah, in <laughs> but, California. But, well, no, no. I mean, but- like, like pure. Let's franchise the Sesame Street brand oh, to other yes. parks instead of making like half-ass Has- little lands. Like I like, walked not around, not even a half-ass, not a little land, but like Jesus Christ! Like, come on, guys. No, some of them are very half-assed. Like I actually, because yeah. I wanted to get some good shots of Iron Quasi. Spoiler mm-hmm. for in a, in a few minutes. Uh, I actually walked to the death of uh, their Sesame Place land in Bush, Tampa, because the only place I've ever really been was like to the Kitty Coaster and back, and that's it, obviously. Mm-hmm. And like I went to the, which looks pretty good. I think that's like probably. That that was like new additions, basically, when they created that, uh, whatever they call that one, I forget. Um, but you go back and you can see, oh my god, this, like, this is just like half-ass paint jobs on what used to be probably, I'm assuming, the Land of Dragons, which was, which what Bush Gardens Williamsburg still has because it looks just like that. Like they didn't really redo any of the fiberglass uh, 
on any of the rides like or anything like that to like really make they kind of made it like painted it like sesame street colors and stuff like that and looks all colorful and bright and like i mean it's kids i guess they don't care but like at the same time like you can do better and i mean i think the guests like ranking or satisfaction would probably be better for parents at least so Mm -hmm. i I don't know it's it's a good thing that they're doing this i I really like to get out there to see the difference in growing up with sesame place here in philadelphia but uh if a good flight comes up, maybe I will. Got yeah. that that annual pass that I got screwed out of because <laughs> of a sale that. God, my God, that's another thing. Like I really want to mention this because like we waited till when we thought they always have a Labor Day sale and they didn't, and then they were like prices are going to go up. So we're, Ariel was like, "We got to buy it." And I'm like, "Okay, we'll do it." And then like four days later. They went up on all of the other tiers, but Platinum didn't even go up. And then they had a price, and combined, we would have saved like two hundred dollars. Yeah, like, and they're like, "No, that's a sale." Sorry, I'm like, your wording is so deceitful and disgusting. Like, <laughs> just, just you know, I know you're this this person who has to you know spew corporate things. I know in your heart you're probably like, "Yeah, this does suck." The person who was responding to us, but like. Uh, things like that. It's just not great. Like, don't be deceitful if you're our kidding. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but, Alex, like, SeaWorld stuff, right? Alex. Talk about them, right? Yeah. yeah. Alex, you went to uh, some things. You did some Florida. SeaWorld stuff. Yeah, for two days. It was, quick, <laughs> it was a quick uh, little round trip, 48-hour thing. Uh, and uh, it was very busy because, uh, you know, this was like the first weekend that uh, Florida wasn't frozen. Well, frozen to what Floridians think is frozen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're, we love the, our Floridian friends, but they, I think they also know that they're kind of delicate flowers with the, the, with the cold. <laughs> uh, so everybody came out in droves this weekend because it was nice weather for the first time in like a month. So uh, we, we arrived to the the bush guard or the sea world after going to the florida state fair at like 2 p.m and uh we were parked in the overflow lot which i had no idea where it existed and uh well now i do it's like across the street and everything it's it's not that far of a walk but wow i was like how is this possible uh we were able to get one ride in on the um the preview thing because it ended at three o'clock that day um unfortunately the only day it ended at three all other days ended at four, so unfortunate there. Uh, and it broke down as soon as we got there, so that really, really cemented only one ride. Uh, but fortunately, I got the second last seat and a uh, premier launcher with a quad launch. I thought that would kind of be, I didn't know how I felt about that part. Like four launches, a four launch swing launch. We've never had that before, as far mm-hmm. as I know. And I was thought, oh, that's probably a little bit boring. Um, maybe you could do without the first backward launch, but at the same time, like, it was really fun going up that spike because you get if you're in the back seat you get pretty far up you're almost 90 degrees in that back seat because like that spike is I think a hundred or 95 105 it's beyond vertical I forget what the degree is mm-hmm. um, so yeah it's kind of cool because like the the second launch is since you go so far up the top hat like. In my opinion, this is like every enthusiast's dream that's ever wanted a rollback on top through on a smaller level, obviously. It's not that tall of a ride, but it's like you get a rollback every time. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of fun. Uh, Pantheon's probably gonna be even better, obviously, because it's like twice the size. Um, and then uh, you do that 
Beyond Vertical Spike, which I, I feel like the Beyond Vertical Spike backwards with the stall is so much better than, for whatever reason, for a Beyond Vertical just going over like a Gershlaw Eurofighter for whatever reason. Uh, even like uh, Shellraiser with 125 degrees, I think. Like, I don't know. The Beyond Vertical thing has never really done it for me. It's like, oh yeah, it's a really steep drop, but like 98 degrees, 125 degrees, I, I don't feel like it's always made that much of a difference to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but like it doesn't. But that stall does something different like it's the same thing when i rode that crazy pax shuttle coaster in in uh sweden or switzerland mm-hmm. where you it's a beyond vertical like lift you with a cable like a boomerang back but like i don't know i it just more sense i think you get to enjoy it for a little bit longer and you're like wow i'm like looking the the front of the train is like behind me instead of in front of me like whoa <laughs> mm-hmm. so that's that's probably my favorite part of the ride really it's it's kind of two rides in one um and it, it i think it with the quad launch it does make it so it doesn't feel like such a short ride obviously if you just had one powerful launch it would feel like a very short ride um so i mean there you go uh the rest of the ride just fun little pops of airtime twists and turns uh kind of a wave turn but doesn't really give much like airtime sideways airtime uh fun turnaround and you know it but nice it's like a rmc but just toned down a little bit with the airtime um and another thing which i think you'll make you'll be very happy about is uh mm-hmm. uh people were complaining about like the trains being hard to get into and like really cramped i mean i i still think they're no different honestly they're just as cramped as any other train mm-hmm. however they made some changes uh instead of being you know with the the shin restraint it's just like one flat piece of plastic that went across like no yeah. contour whatsoever what they did is they actually made a contour for your your thighs now so now it kind of instead of like just having that one little pressure point that pushes against your legs especially if you're someone that's taller that's 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 almost virtually eliminated now for me they're much mm-hmm. more comfortable Ooh, so good. yeah I, I think they're better uh i i think Maybe the complaint is now that you, you can't like shift your legs side to side because of that, because it's kind of in those two grooves. So mm-hmm. maybe that's why people think it's a little bit more restrictive. But for me, being 6'2", uh, it's such a small but much better improvement. Okay. So, yeah, I, I think it's great. I I rode West Coast Racers and Thrill Throttle like, you know, eight days prior, and I noticed a difference. So Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like when parks make you know manufacturers make little changes on their trains that are more than adequate um i mean other than being a little bit of pain to ask to get in and out of uh you know but mechanically i think they're pretty solid from what i've heard from parks so mm-hmm. so that's good and then the comfort collars are what they are they're fine yeah. so uh, yeah, i was thinking about the reason why you probably want the comfort collars uh is because they kind of increase load speeds because uh, Magic Mountain now has both, one without and one with. And the one without now has to have seatbelts. And if anybody pulls down their lap bars, they have to be unlocked up. And so the seatbelts, because when you pull down those lap bars, you cannot access that seatbelt to check it. So I think that's for some parks like Magic Mountain, that was why they went with comfort collars. So they didn't have to deal with seatbelts. It's way easier to quit. You know, yeah. That makes mm-hmm. sense, right? Yeah. I think that's the reasoning against it. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, uh, excited to try it again. Got a cheap flight down there uh, in 
a week, so I decided to go again. So, <laughs> going with my friend. Yeah. So. Oh, man. All right. So, I mean, cheap flights. Like, how can you not when it's like $50 something? How can you not? Dollars, how can and, you, you're sharing, I, and you're splitting all your costs with a friend. That's even better, right? Especially when you – so I think our, our running theme of this of this uh, show is going to be cheap flights. So, oh, man. Um, I love cheap flights. So This it, flight was practically free because of a voucher that we got from being delayed six, five, six hours coming back from Horror Nights trip. Well, there you go. There you go. The, yeah. um, so Icebreaker started doing Vanilla Ice merchandise. And if, oh, and yeah. it, and if, if Vanilla Ice did Ice Ice Baby, then I would definitely say another coaster that's opening maybe the Bowie and Queen under pressure of the situation. Okay. This is a very weird and tenuous relationship, if anyone knows the musical history of Ice Ice Baby. Um, let's talk about Iron Gwazi. Iron Gwazi. Uh, we fared a lot better this time. Okay. This <laughs> yes. Although it was very busy. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God. By the time this is out, my vlog will be out. I, I documented the hell out of this line because I was like, this is... And also, like, the the management of this line that, like, was just really poor. <laughs> It, I think it grew way faster than Bush Tampa ever expected it to. So it kind of just – it didn't have – yeah, people just went the direction that they thought they should have. And Bush was like, oh, crap. These people are in place now. and What do we do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we um, we got in line like I think like hour before the, the start of it. Uh, it, was, it started at noon when the park opened at 10, which I don't, I don't love. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, talking about great operations at six at at SeaWorld Parks. Yeah. <laughs> Just throwing that in there. Sorry. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh to their 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 credit though, that day they went down for wind a few times. Uh, apparently it was, you know, gusting up at the top at like forty miles per hour, and if it hits that whatever the, the max is, it has to shut down for fifteen minutes. Kind of like a lifeguard deal with the light, lightning, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they actually extended – it was supposed to end at 6, and apparently they extended it for like an hour and 15 minutes for that time that they lost during well, the day. Well, that's good. That's good then. Yeah, that's actually a really good service, uh, I'd say, especially on a day like that with so many people there. So, um, so yeah, we got online, got a uh, second seat and the uh, third to last seat rides. So a pretty good you know, back and front uh, mm-hmm. opinion, I'd say. Um, uh, as far as like the queue line goes, pretty – basic uh it's nice but it's, there's no theming really a few little informational signs um so that, that there's nothing to there uh most of the like cattle pen is underneath the station um so nothing to really look at unfortunately mm-hmm. uh and then it goes up the uh the right side station what was the right station or the left station i don't know if you're looking at the ride from the midway, the right station, which I can't remember if it was Lion or Tiger, um, and uh, the, there's like a little bit of a queue line inside the station. I can actually see the the different color of the um, the floor where they tried to fill in the old uh, track section where the track used to be for the one side. So that's mm-hmm. kind of a neat, neat little like history remains there. Um, so yeah, uh, trains look fantastic. I think they're one of my favorite RMC trains. I think. Uh, oh okay. Up there. It's definitely up there with like Twisted Colossus. I really like the Twisted Colossus um, steampunk theme, you know. Uh, you know, the car being done on the the, uh, the front of the train, like, you know, like um, 
twisted timbers or twisted cyclone like that always looks cool but like it's you know it's it's coming from reality i like when it's you know stylized and i think the 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 stylized on the front of it's really cool um with the the gator thing nice so uh, yeah i really like that and the side panels and everything couple of the colors and everything that fantastic uh so the ride itself Mm -hmm. um it's really good (laughs) i mean surprise a 200 foot RMC uh, with a really good, exceptional budget <laughs> is really good. Uh, 91 degree drop. I mean, I guess it feels it, I, I, it feels pretty identical to Steel Vengeance. Let's be let's be honest there. Uh, I mean, but Steel Vengeance definitely gets the view points. Like the view from that Steel Vengeance is. I'm just gonna compare the Steel Vengeance. Everyone is. This or Velocicoaster they're comparing this thing to. Like, mm-hmm. that seems to be a trend. Uh, and uh, I, I will say this one seems like they cranked it up on the positive Gs. Like, I don't ever really remember graying out even on an RMC. And we we both did on the really? first drop. And oh. a few other places, too. Yeah. Okay. It was very surprising. Um, so you first go into uh, Overbank. Uh, that t- Overbank that twists into an outer bank turn which kind of nice combination uh, very steep incline very steep dive phenomenal first element um and uh you do another hill and you twist around to what they're calling the uh death roll which is uh very similar to what you see on like twisted timbers or storm chaser with the rollover drop kind of but instead of you know like starting from a few miles per hour you know you're flying through the thing um i i, I like it I like both for different reasons. I like this because it's just how fast you're going through it. But at the same time, I like those other two a little bit at the same time because I like how you can really feel the acceleration of the train pushing you down through the roll. Mm-hmm. So, because I mean, you obviously increase speed through it, but like the perception of it's not a, not there as much. Um, a few more hills, blah blah blah. Then it does basically two wave turns, almost back to back to each other, which is really cool. I had, I didn't realize that for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, one goes right over the station, basically. Really good uh, cyber air time. Not the best wave turn I've done. I mean, that's probably twisted cyclone, I'd say, mm-hmm. or outlaw run. Those two are probably the best ever. Um, and then it, you know, it it has like one or two little elements between hand, and then. Right into another one, which I, I love that. I love wave turns and have two of them really close to each other in the layout. Yeah. Awesome. I like that. I mean, I always liked having like a loop after another. Like, I don't mind repeated elements really close to each other. I feel like it kind of, I don't know. I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it has a zero G uh, stall. Um, it's okay. I, I think it's a little weak. Um, I don't know. I definitely like Velocicoasters more if you want to compare similar elements to similar elements um in the region mm-hmm. uh that one just has so much whip into it and it's just so long uh velocicoaster yeah definitely uh mm-hmm. then it does then it just kind of for me it's just kind of the pacing after that is really poor in my opinion okay. it has a lot of turns uh a really high up double up like really high up the ground um and then it ends really abruptly uh, it yeah, feels very yeah. similar to Twisted Cyclone, which I really, really panned that initially. But over the years, I've really enjoyed Twisted 
Cyclone, but I think that's because Twisted Cyclone has some really unique elements to it. Whereas this one, I don't think it has some unique things that it does. And it has some dead places uh, in the ride in comparison where Twisted Cyclone like has nothing. It's like balls to the wall the entire time. Um, so I'm not hating on it at all. It's a fantastic ride. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in a bubble between Velocicoaster and and let's just say I've only ridden Velocicoaster and this, I think I'd still like Velocicoaster more mm-hmm. because it's got a lot of the same, it does a lot of the same things. Maybe not as intense some of those things, but maybe better in Velocicoaster at the same time. But like, unless you want to close your eyes and pretend you're blind and not take into consideration everything surrounding Velocicoaster, the setting, the theming, uh, the, pu- the pre-queue experience, the the queue experience, the station, uh, the 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 show element at the beginning of the first launch, everything. I I, I just I, I just floss coaster easily. Mm-hmm. But they're both like you know top fifty rides, top twenty. You're rides. you're I mean, basically. I mean, it's it's like you're getting down to like a the end of a reality competition, and it's yeah. like okay, well you're you know like. You're both absolutely some of the best in the craft that you have, but this one has just something else that's, you know, a little more, or I prefer this a little more, or what have you not. It, it's I, it's I, getting, you have to get that picky. If, if you're going to yeah, start, when you have that much quality, you got to start getting picky somewhere. Yeah, and I, I think there's a lot of hype going on right now. Like, the hype oh, yeah. is so high right now. and Insufferably I, high. Right, and I, I don't... I, for some reason, it's cool now to hate Steel Vengeance. For some yeah, people. Um, I've seen that for a little bit. Um, these people are dumb. <laughs> I, I I think that it might be a little bit cooler to hate this in like four years. <laughs> Definitely, and and I I'll never hate it. Like, it, I, I, I there's not even a single RMC I hate. There's just other ones I don't like as much. Yeah, but it's it's. You know, it's apples to apples, right? It's a fantastic ride. It's, I mean, it's got to be the best ride there, right? Yeah, it's one like, of the best rides in Orlando. Yeah, it's up there with Mako, Velocicoaster, and Hagrid. There you go. I mean, is that all you need to know? And uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah, uh, I'd say also Icebreaker is pretty up there too. It's yeah. not to the level, not to the level, but in its genre and what they're wanting to do for it, kind of have a a trainer ride as you would. I would say like a trainer, the, the, the thrills because SeaWorld's Orlando is definitely more of a thrill park when it comes to coasters. Mm-hmm. And I, this, that was a perfect trainer ride. Now this is just like, we're going to throw you everything at you ride. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, some people, I think some people like that it is short because it never lets up steam. Whereas I can see, you know, you have the block break on seal vengeance and some people just like, that's about, you know, that's just abomination. And then it, you know, it's, even if it, it doesn't does, actually activate, yeah, I mean, this past year, it barely touched it. Like, a it, little bit, but barely. I don't think I've ever um, gotten that. <laughs> I know it was bad for a little while, but I think in the second year, it was really bad. But I, I didn't ride it in the second season. So, But anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it does, you know, lose a little bit of steam towards the end. It's still crazy, but, like, you can feel it going over hills, and then it just compensates by having really crazy geometry to still create that crazy airtime. But I think some people still can sense that it's still kind of crawling to the end and where this, it just flies into it. Yeah. And 
ironically, it kind of ends the same way Twisted Cyclone does with like a little bank turn, like straight bank turn into the, the brakes. So it's like the comparisons to me, like I kind of want to compare them almost as similar. The only difference is one's 200 feet taller mm-hmm. and I guess a thousand feet more on a track or so. So, but like, I feel like they kind of give me the same feeling. So that's that. We can stop talking about that. Uh, I figured that's the <laughs> ride people want to hear about the most since it's probably been the, one of the most anticipated rides of the year, the last two years, three years, four years, five years, six It's years. been the most anticipated ride of 2020, 2021, and on, 2022. It's, it's been the most anticipated ride since 2015, since Quasi closed. Everyone knew eventually. Not – Even though they denied no. it. Steel Vengeance. Come on, no, no, I'm just saying, like, no, I'm just saying that it's been anticipated since, like, 2015. Yes, I agree. Or even further back, because, like, I agree, I agree with that, but also got rough again, people are like, just RMC it. So people have been wanting this for a very, very long time, and it's here. Do you think it's a good RMC, or do they, like, replace too much? I mean, this has got to be, as far as what was and what it became, indistinguishable of what was there before. Like it does not even remotely follow the layout from, from before. Like I think the only that, thing that, yeah. Yeah. It, there's nothing that I think the first, where the first drop is, but it doesn't even use the same structure. It uses a steel structure. Like very little was sa- saved as far as wood goes and layout goes, but like they still saved a ton of money with the station and the, and all the, they didn't have to pour or they poured very few footers like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't, people realize that saves a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's, but it's the most indistinguishable one from the original ride other than the station area. Like you look at it from above and it's like, you can see that the structure does not follow the, the turns of the curves at all. It's, it's uh, quite the engineering feat probably for that one. Mm-hmm. Reusing all the footers the way they did. So nice. Yep. Yeah, so you went to California also a little bit. Yeah, and I just want to talk about some classics and the new stuff that I've ridden since I was last there in 2018. Okay. Yes, 18, because I went right when the Olympics were happening last time. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the two new rides, Hand Time, which was completed but not open yet, got to ride that uh, like six or seven times. Um, this is a Gershwaller Infinity Coaster, which mm-hmm. differs – a little bit from their Eurofighter line. Um, visually, they kind of look the same, but the trains are different and what they can do a little bit. They can push the limit a little bit more. And uh, most Infinity Coasters, except for I think Smiler, all are lap bars. Um, why Smiler went with overhead restraints, I don't know. Although, concerning what happened to it, it was probably for the best, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would probably have been worse. Um Grim, grim thoughts there. Um, Bring it back but, to the happy place. Uh, yes, hang time, fantastic ride. Really? Um, okay. I good. like, I like this drop way more than Shellraiser because mm. you hanging down at forty five degrees, even though it's not as tall. First of all, like you're in a building, you're kind of like the Shellraiser in the, the American Dream Mall at Nickelodeon Universe. You're kind of like enclosed. It's kind of cool how they built that. The view of uh, a good portion of the park and, you know, the bustling city of Brenna Park in the distance. And you're being held there with just a freaking lap bar for at 45 degree angle for, you know, like five seconds, five, ten seconds. It's long. And mm-hmm. it's it's a little unsettling feeling just being held like that with just a lap bar. They're not a lot of rides that I can think of that 
you get held at that steep of a drop with just a lap bar, right? Mm-hmm. Like it really makes you feel a little insecure, and I don't feel that way very often. Um, so yeah, uh, good drop. Uh, it's beyond vertical. I don't know what the degrees is, but it's it's steep enough that you know, as I went before, I don't. If it was any steeper, it wouldn't really make a difference to me. Um, uh, cool elements like five inversions, six inversions, I think. However you count it, mm-hmm. um, like really good stalls in them. Uh, really, really big like like a corkscrew but a top hat at the same time like it's like a elongated tall corkscrew very neat um that's cool cool overbank cool airtime hill so you got a little bit of airtime in this ride too um and good cobra roll like most cobra rolls are kind of they're either really boring or they're really exciting and this one's some more on the exciting side of things and then a nice little pop of airtime in the brake run short and sweet and such a improvement from the boomerang that used to be there like mm-hmm. yeah I mean, it's not hard, but yeah, definitely a great improvement to knots. And, and then at night, the lighting package. Holy crap. Like, that looks awesome. I thought I was prepared. I thought I was prepared just seeing video. Like, no, it's seeing it in person is a whole different thing. And when it's uh, occasionally, it actually just plays to music, like an equalizer, basically. And that's <laughs> it's it like an, It's like the old iTunes I'm, music synthesizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Shellraiser has something similar to that, and I have seen it at night inside of the building, and it's pretty, but this is uh, just more vibrant, and uh, there's more excitement and stuff. Like, the problem with American Dream and Nickelodeonverse is it just feels so sterile in there, and so sterile. Mm-hmm. Yes, very sterile. So, yeah, the excitement is so there. And while we're in that section, the boardwalk section, let's go across the street for a second. Mm-hmm. I have a new winner for the most improved dark ride. That oh, used to be that used to be. I mean, oh, it's neck and neck because they're both really bad. Like Extreme Cup Challenge to Reese's uh, Cup Fusion, mm-hmm. amazing improvement. Uh, Iron Reef to Berry Tales, Return to the Berry to Carnival, whatever it's called. Wow, just such an improvement. Um, also, really, so it's it, it, Trial Tech ride. Yes, Trial Tech ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it had some good ideas. I liked the old one. I had some good ideas. But as far as the shooting goes and the story, it was just, it missed. It missed. The technology was fine for the most part, but it missed on a lot of other levels. And now they just took something that's cheerful, happy, and everybody can love and get into every time and just be excited about a lot more, I think. It's a lot more engaging. Um, And as far as the gameplay, it's a lot more engaging too. It's actually doing things that, really interests me and this thinking like i feel like they hired someone from the games industry and be like hey how do we make our shooter rides accessible to everybody but more fun for people who know what video games are because like you can do things like if you shoot uh you're going around and shooting um uh i think uh bears that are running around with pies and they yeah. kind of, they don't you, you don't hurt the bears you just you pie the they, bears they, yeah, let go of the uh, – yeah, you're shooting with a boysenberry gun. So you have like a – the gun is shaped like a boysenberry um, uh, bottle. And uh, it's got the same mechanism as Toy Story Mania or Moss and Chocolate. Where you, but instead of being mounted, you hold it like uh, any other shooter ride. Uh, so you have to hold it and yank on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounded wrong. Um, but that didn't, uh, that didn't sound wrong at all. 
so you got uh so you can shoot the the bears they let go of it and you get points but then if you can shoot the pie before it disappears off the screen or when it's still in the air you get different uh score amounts so i think it's actually had some fun and engaging uh gameplay in there and then some hidden targets around the thing it's something other rides have done before but like yeah it was a lot of fun i ended up doing it uh four times once because my gun wasn't working but uh uh and uh credit to be credit they it was a really busy night and i'm like hey my gun didn't work and he's like yeah yeah no problem i'll get you on again <laughs> that that i think that's the best customer service if your gun doesn't work just put the person back on if they they want yeah. to ride it yeah, yeah exactly uh so it was just like he even was like oh yeah yeah i know that one's broken you're good <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah great great improvement the smells inside uh were amazing with the pies and boysenberry smell uh what i could smell through the mask but um yeah really good and then the store is just chock full of like i'm so glad i'm not like a not purist because i wouldn't want to buy like everything in that store they really hit it good on the retro merch in there like really good um yeah, they had some amazing posters of like Timber Mountain Log Ride and Calico, and mm-hmm. ugh, they were out, which is a good thing because it's like, how the hell am I gonna get these home without destroying them? <laughs> uh, they were out because like they, those probably sold out like immediately. They were fantastic, like probably the original concept, original art that they had promoting the rides on a poster. Yeah, so. nice. But got a bunch of magnets and stuff like that. So, and then I got to ride Monty. <laughs> Uh, this ha- part of the reason I wanted to go out there. I wanted to ride Monty before uh, it um, goes down for rehab, which it already has. Actually, I didn't even know it, but it was announced while I was out there that it was closing again because it originally was supposed to close like just January 2nd. Then it extended it for a while, and uh, then it closed, I think, the day after I got back. So, um, woo, got it. Got it in there. So, yeah, it's a Scorch Cross shuttle loop from the 70s. Uses a flywheel, which is a lot of maintenance. Parts are, you know, I, I've, I've, I think when I was at an event one time, this guy said that it's, it's not the most expensive ride for them to run. I think that goes to accelerator, but it's the most um, complicated for them to keep going because anytime mm-hmm. something needs to break, they need to basically take the piece and re-engineer it and have someone make a new one for them they have, they have to and, reverse engineer the whole damn thing yeah and so. they gotta do it all themselves they have no one to call to so it's you know but they all i think they realize that i, I imagine i think the structure is fine it's just that the trains and the launch system are just had it and it's time for that part to go but mm-hmm. people love the ride it doesn't take up a lot of space it would just turn into an alleyway i don't know what the hell you put there uh if you took it out it would just turn yeah. into a backstage area and uh it's a great it's it's like you know icebreaker it's a great starter ride for little kids who want something thrilling that are scared of like the big rides that do a lot of loops and just does a simple thing and it's so much fun and it's such a simple ride and um i thought it would be my last chance to ride a a flywheel launch Mm -hmm. shuttle loop in north america Mm -hmm. but it might not be (laughs) how did that happen so uh, in another news, uh, yeah, uh, Gene Staples uh, says he's putting in a shuttle loop from Mexico into uh, Niagara Fun Park. Yeah, my yeah. – I, you know. <laughs> Maybe next year. We'll have see. You, have you ever heard the thing of who? – who's the band? I want to say it's Def Leppard. Have you ever okay. heard the story of brown M&Ms? No, but just, just go okay. for it. Okay, so um, – 
when, whenever bands go on tour, they have something called a rider. And it's basically mm-hmm. a list of all, you know, what they, what they require for the event and various stuff like that. Okay. Sure. 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 Um, so like, you know, we need these sorts of amps. We need them hooked up this way. We're requiring, you know, this sort of safety, you know, you, everything like that. So everything from comfort to safety, everything's included. Okay. In their rider, I believe they included like a, 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 a stipulation saying they would re- they wanted a bowl of oh, M and M's. Yes. yes, yes. In their uh, green room with no brown M and M's. That would and, be easy to do today, but not so much back then. Yeah. So like everyone is like, oh, ha, 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 all these crazy rock and roll stars with their weird demands. But then you realize. And you think about it. If you have things like Def Leppard that require, you know, like extreme safety precautions and things like that, you want someone who's going to read through the, yeah. the, 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 you know, the, um, the rider completely and follow it directly. And if they pour out a bowl, you know, pour out a thing of M&Ms and take out the brown ones and leave it in the, in the green room, then you know that they probably did a good job. If you don't see a bowl of M&M's or there are brown ones in there, then that's when you need to alert, alert your roadies that they need to take secondary um, precautions and, you know, like look over everything. Uh, the fact that, that um, Indiana Beach seems to have failed that brown M&M test when it comes yeah. to things with the Six Flags uh, Mexico coaster and their COVID precautions, I don't want to go to any of their parks. Okay, that was not anything to do with Six Flags Mexico. Was that Six Flags Mexico? I'm sorry, who was no, that? No, that was uh, La Chapa, La, oh, okay. Chapultepec, whatever it's pronounced. Yeah, I got, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. My apologies. Um, yeah, there, a lot of higher standard at Six Flags, actually. Yes, okay. Way good. higher. Good. Um, but yeah, I, I, my, but my point still stands. It's Yes. Uh, I am cautious at at best. <laughs> I, I have no desire to go there. Um, they've not proven that they are serious about any of their safety protocols. Um, yeah. So, Alex, what else did you do in uh, California? Uh, just knots and Magic Mountain for the most part. Did some hiking. Went there, to Castle there's Park. There's a certain which... coaster you want to mention at Magic yeah. Mountain, though, I think, that I love. I think it's absolutely breathtaking and amazing. I actually didn't know that you've been to Magic Mountain. I thought you'd yeah. never – since you'd never been to Knott's, I didn't think you'd ever been no, to I've Magic, been to Magic Mountain. Mountain. I've been to Magic Mountain, yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Because Magic Mountain is pretty freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and X2 is one of the most unique coasters in the world. Uh, yeah. And definitely in the United it's States. Def- you know? Yeah, yeah. I was so excited when these 4D three spins – opened and i actually i thought about it. i i didn't realize uh i'd forgotten that i'd ridden one of the force force that free spins first and, and green lantern which i had good rides on but i still thought it was you know fun but not amazing mm-hmm. um and i was like okay uh then all that anticipation i missed it in 13 because the chain lift was messed up uh oh, i think what, in most recent what years, a surprise x was messed up sometime <laughs> I, i've actually heard that the biggest issue in the last like 10 years has actually been the chain lift it's yeah it's no been, it, it totally is yeah it's not really the trains because they fixed that part <laughs> yeah no the so chain if, lifts a mess still yeah yeah if anything if they want to prolong the life of this thing they might not have to redo the entire lift hill eventually yes because <laughs> even this past week or two weeks ago the chain lift doesn't sound great either 
it just sounds very whiny and like it's yeah anyways so i uh, finally got to do it in 16 and i was just blown away with it and you know like rmc's really coming up so those were still the hotness now mm-hmm. and not that rmc's aren't bad or anything like but it's like even with like riding's like uh iron drag or iron drag iron uh Gwazi this past weekend it just makes every rmc a little bit more standard a little bit less unique whereas i had to either go to china which on a good day probably would never happen or <laughs> yeah very yeah. unlikely to happen or very expensive and, yeah right or uh, japan which is definitely not something you can do for the foreseeable future either uh so it's a lot easier to go to california and it's so unique. It just does absolutely ridiculous things. It just to go down a drop at 87 degrees, looking straight down, and then do a flip halfway down it while you're zooming to the ground is just absolutely insane. And then you're soaring like Superman through the first Raven turn, and you're thinking, oh, this is you know pretty intense. And then you hit the bottom of that thing, and it's just like G force, mm-hmm. G force party at the bottom of that first Raven turn. And then you do a flip, uh, and then you get to kind of uh, you kind of get to relax for a second with that turn, which they saw it was kind of the weak point of this layout and fixed in the next two, the one in Japan and China. Uh, and then you do a half half where you rotate your the whole train rotates half, you know, eighty degree, hundred eighty degrees, and you rotate one hundred eighty degrees. And then you have one of the the Raven turn, the final Raven turn is like just. Well, it, it, that's what's the a, part of the what's ride. A, for uh, for our listeners. What's a raven turn? Uh, it's it's like a half loop, right? Okay, yeah, it's I, like I'm a, not sure. A half loop. You enter in and you just like half loop it. You just like a vertical turn, basically. You mm-hmm. fall underneath each other. If y'all, you either fall, up, you rise above yourself and curl above yourself, or you climb up and fall, uh, drop beneath yourself vertically. It's and then the seats uh, rotate uh, basically 180 degrees as you're doing it. So all that's happening, and it's just so disorienting and so intense at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you do another half-half into the brake run. Uh, and uh, has a pretty cool audio track, I'd say. I think it really hypes up the ride a lot, in my opinion. Um, I mean, very, very I, I, uh, mid-2000s. But yeah, it, it does yeah, work. Little, it does work. It's a little outdated, but like it still it gets you. Uh, you don't hear it a lot during the ride because it's loud and it gets a little crackly. But like leaving the station, like just the music is perfect there. Going up the lift hill, perfect. And then just dropping off the lift hill. We are high up. And just like, yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. And just like the little, the lady X2. Is everybody in? <laughs> the ceremony is about to begin. It's just fucking perfect. Everything about it is. I love it. I mm-hmm. uh, just the how you tilt so you can just see the sky and how they place that ride. So when you're going up the lift hill, you reveal the, the like one of the best views of the whole freaking park itself, which is a gorgeous park. Um, if you don't look at the new development on the edge of the park, unfortunately, <laughs> that kind of that ruins some things. Although the photos from there are really fucking cool. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, hopefully, everybody who ever moves in there realizes the park has been there a lot longer than them and shut the fuck up. <laughs> Fair point. Right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, it's just I love it so much, and I I'm reconsidering what my number one steel coaster is. It's just it's, so it's a fantastic everything. ride. It's a legitimately and a fantastic if you know how ride, to ride it, yeah, it, 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 I know why it's so decisive. Because if you don't know how to ride it, if you're not good with intense rides, it could be hell to you. But mm-hmm. if you know how to ride it, you, you yeah, keep your head back and keep your feet forward. Like yeah. And you'll be fine. All the restraints too. Like the restraints are so freeing. It's ridiculous. Like, like during the Raven turn, I like just to like tuck my legs up. It's like, to me, it's like the most like extreme gymnastics routine ever on a roller coaster because of all the flips and shit you're doing. Like, mm-hmm. think about it. Yeah, it's like a gymnastics simulator on a roller coaster. It's wonderful. It's been. Oh, it's always it's been wonderful. one of my favorite steel coasters. Um, and I can never get more. I can't get enough of it. I just can't. I'll never get bored <laughs> of it. Never. Nice. So, yeah, I love the mountain. Uh, I think it's a beautiful park. Uh, I go when it's I usually like to go in the middle of the dead season, which I hope continues with the new direction of the, the chain. I hope that doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. I understand if it does like it's pretty dead. So I think they do that for a lot of reasons. I think it, I mean, I feel like it has to be a little bit due to just Employer intention, being able to, yeah, you know, have everyone there every day. You don't have to worry about people just dealing with you know weekdays and uh, weekends and all that stuff. I, I'm sure you don't, you don't have to. You can so much you can actually dedicate staffing as opposed to just being like, well, we can fit you in seasonally, and then just like not getting anyone. They'll they'll, be, they'll just go to another park. You know. Yeah, and if you go during these months, just understand that you're probably gonna miss a ride or two. Like Tatsu's mm-hmm. down for painting right now. Uh, Lex Luthor is just about to come out of maintenance, and Batman is uh, inaccessible because the entire area is torn up for uh, the RMC Raptor clone. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, love the park. Got to do West Coast Racers uh, for the first time ever, mm-hmm. uh, which is, if you think about it, I know it opened two years ago, but it's actually kind of new because it only has like nine months on it. Cause, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's barely yeah, runs. It's actually really new still. <laughs> And it opened, what? like, February or something crazy like that. I think it – yeah, I think it officially opened in sometime in January. I think it had mm-hmm. previews in December. And then, yeah, so it had, like, two months on it basically before it got shut down for over a year. Um, Yeah, it's a fun ride. It's mind-boggling why it's at that park because it feels so similar to Twisted Colossus and the things that it does being a yeah. racing dueling coaster. Um. I mean, the nice thing is it always duels, at the, but at the same time, if if you – one of my rides, I was stuck in the pre-show list looking at Pimp My Ride, West Coast Racer, or West Coast Custom clips that mm-hmm. have a loop of about five seconds <laughs> or ten seconds. Yeah, it's a little rough. And you're just sitting there and it's – yeah, but like at the same time, I'd rather have that than, you know, barely any uh, dueling rides on Twisted Colossus, which I fortunately on the last day of going got – which I mean, good, yeah, fantastic. Uh, but this ride, uh, so much fun. I mean, all the it 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 definitely has more interactions than Twisted Colossus ever does. Actually, as far as the 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 trains crossing over and uh, the helixes do really cool things. How since it's a you know a, a left helix first, I believe, and then a right helix first. Uh, both trains like first of all they drop uh, above and below each other. And uh, they change uh, pacing. So, like, you're overtaking and undertaking each other constantly during those two helixes. So it's just a explosion of visuals on that ride. It's super fun. Intense. 
force isn't are not that intense compared to RMC, but still mm-hmm. good airtime, still good forces and everything like that. And so fantastic ride. If they decided to create something at Great Adventure like that, I would applaud it so much. <laughs> I, I would love one of those at Great Adventure. It'd be absolutely fantastic. That's what I want. Hey, I don't good. Think get it, but that's what I want. That's what I want next. I think it'd be a really good ride for Great Adventure too, because I feel like they need something more um, toned down as far as looping and you know, we got huge giant B&Ms and a pretty intense RMC and nothing really in between as far as looping goes and mm-hmm. family rides go. You go from the, the mine train and the few kiddie coasters to, you know, craziness. So it would be really good for that park, I'd say. Cool. So, yeah, I think that's about all I have to say. Nice. About recent stuff uh, other than Fly, which is amazing. But I don't know if we have time for that. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to I mean, do you want to talk about Fly? Well, well, let's cover. Yeah. I think that's something that we haven't really talked about a lot is uh, international coasters. So let's talk a little bit about Fly. Okay, Fly and Fantasialand. Um, this was announced when I went back in nineteen to Fantasialand. It was track complete, but Fantasialand is a park that says, "Hey, we're going to build this." Puts out a few little pieces of information over the time that they're constructing it, but the way they build things, having to be closed off to the the world, considering they're right next to the, the small village of Brol, uh you could not really see in you could not see what was going on in there like it was impossible so to and then it opened in the middle of the pandemic and obviously we travel was not allowed mm-hmm. um people found ways to get over there i don't know how they did it but like a rec- purely recreational traffic did not open and travel did not open until uh late last year uh i pretty much as soon as i found out that i could go i started looking at stuff and Book things um, mm-hmm. and then rebook things because the Netherlands pretty much started <laughs> to shut down again. And I was afraid they were going to go on the lockdown, which they did like two weeks later from when I was supposed to go. So, uh, yeah, I, good to know that uh, Efteling has uh, they don't have a cancellation policy, but they have a rebooking policy for 12 years. So, oh, damn. OK, that's I have cool. a hotel and uh, park stay for <laughs> the future. <laughs> OK. It's not a bad thing to have, right? No, it's good to have day. that in your back pocket, just in case. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we went to F. We went to Fantasialand Ariel's first time because she was I I barely knew her when I started uh, planning that trip back in nineteen, so she wasn't mm-hmm. included in that. So, and I thought it would be a really special place to ask her to marry me. Oh, that's that's lovely. It was, so. and and you stayed at the hotel too, right? Of course I did. Charles Lindbergh. A special special occasion. Plus, it was really not that bad price for what you got. So cool. it got you two days admission. Uh, it got you breakfast and a three-course meal. Uh, four skip the line passes for fly. Damn. Uh, and it was about $450. Damn. $400 or so. Yeah. And you, you had, like, one of the best views out of your cabin ever. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not for everybody, that's for sure. It's small. Um, it's small. Uh, you, you think of it as an experience. If you want a big, nice room, go to the other hotels. They're decently sized. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I priced out Hotel Montaba just out of curiosity. It, it would. It did include park tickets, so it really wasn't going to be that much uh, less just to stay there. I, I think I it was see. like fifty euros less or something, maybe, and maybe okay. a little bit more than that. But like not extreme difference and then the just experience of it was amazing staying in rook 
It's saying basically inside the park on top of the roller coaster. There's some cabins. I took note of the cabin that's like literally above track next time because I'm gonna <laughs> if I go back, I'm gonna request that cabin because I want to like sleep on top of roller coaster track. That'd be I mean, cool. come yeah. on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it doesn't go through the park, but it, it it's like it doesn't the, the roller coaster doesn't go through the hotel, but it goes underneath the hotel. If that makes any any sense, it goes around the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, think of it, uh, the hotel from above. Think of it as a comb, and each little, you know, thing of the comb is where the hotel rooms are. And the 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 the, uh, the coaster goes between the ridges, basically, and at some points underneath and over some parts of the hotel. Mm-hmm. It's and and uh, uh, you have access after the park closes. If you're staying a hotel hotel charles Lindbergh, you have access to just walk into the park and stay like rookberg was open until like i think like midnight you could just walk around the park you can't go anywhere outside of rookberg you just like chill in the park if you wanted to oh wow like yeah which it was kind of cold because when people are like you're staying near the park that's what they hope you can do not like hear vacuums at like 6 p.m or whatever like they you want to be able to like go through it so that's really cool yeah it's it's fantastic um I mean, I don't know how you would, if you wanted to sleep in, how that would probably wouldn't be great because you're going to hear yelling and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They're soundproof to some point, but like, you know, but, you know, whatever. Uh, the parks never really opened that late, even right now if it was in their holiday uh, event, which was beautiful. Absolutely mm-hmm. gorgeous. Um, we we w- wish we could have seen some of the shows. So just time just flew by. It's the, you just get lost in the detail. and the Man, it happens the design of that park it's i i'm not ready to say it but like i think it's my favorite park in the world nice i i I mean there's worse you could pick so i just every time i think about it it just like invokes emotion Mm -hmm. that just makes me so happy and now you got engaged there that helps that that helps but even before (laughs) like and then like being able to down all the soundtrack because like every like most of the lands in the park have like Full-length soundtracks by Emmascore. Like, mm-hmm. there's got to be like a hundred tracks that Emmascore has done for that park, if if not more. So, to, to, just to hear that music and just think back of like at this moment, I remember me walking into Rookburg when the music is playing at home, mm-hmm. and like, oh my god, like, <laughs> oh my god, it's it's something else. Um, fly, uh, world's longest flying coaster, uh, New Age Vacoma. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, first of all, the queue experience is ridiculous. You uh, go all throughout the entire land. I don't know. It just You'll see pictures of it. And it's basically you just will not understand. My video that's coming out very soon, the videos start by the time this uh, podcast is out uh, from that trip. I want to put a little time between them and finishing the 19 trip finally. That took two years. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, uh, we, we got distracted, you know, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it uh, – it goes like up and around the, the walls of the land and then it goes underneath the ground and then it literally passes by the entrance after you take like like a 10 minute walk. It literally passes right near the entrance. I'm like, man, come on. Like, I love this. <laughs> I love this queue. I wanted to experience it regardless, but like a skip for these types of days. Oh, whatever. It's still amazing regardless. Uh, the station's actually completely underground, which I. I mean, you've seen pictures. You've seen many pictures. Like, visually, like, spatial awareness of seeing all those pictures, unless you're there. Like, I don't think anybody can get it, I, right? Or video. My Yeah, I don't have great spatial awareness when it comes to pictures sometimes. So, 
And looking at I, it, I'm not sure exactly where it's at. And I've seen videos too of it, and I still couldn't get it. So I was trying to, I tried to film it in a way to try to help explain people, and and I feel like that makes it even more impressive if you haven't been there, and it maybe want you to push yourself to even want to go there more when you learn about how this this land and this roller coaster was designed. Mm-hmm. Uh, stations underground, um, you load. Very similar. You load almost identical, except for it doesn't have a moving station. It's a stationary station, uh, like Harry Potter, uh, Forbidden Journey. Mm-hmm. How all the car, all the seats are right next to each other in a line. And, and, and you're at, and like you face, they face you. Right. So you walk right into them, and you have to like flip yourself around to sit back into the the seat. Yeah. So unlike um, a B and M invert, where you go through right. like you walk Standard across a row. It's right. more like it's more like approaching um a drop tower. A drop get yeah, great. Yeah, drop tower. Yes. Um yeah. And uh the restraints the the vest parts pretty similar to uh the Vacoma vests like on uh the new SLCs or the newer boomerang mm-hmm. trains or unfortunately the stuff that we have not seen in America all their looping stuff in like Poland, China. Uh, the new one and uh, you know, all those new age Vacomas that everyone was like, come on, sell some <laughs> to yeah. America. Um, the flaps are a little bit different for your feet. You kind of kind of um, they're weird. I didn't understand how to do them. And the, 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 the host was like, no, no, this way. And just like literally had to physically take my foot and put it in there. You kind of approach it from the side in. And and then when you like. When you go in sidewards, then it closes the flap and to enclose your foot in. Gotcha. Okay. So it's 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 actually probably better because you can't get like with the B and M's if they don't lock before you sit down, or you could just because if they're locked when you pull down the vest on a B and M flyer, then it closes the flaps, and then your feet could be stuck in front of the flaps. Yeah. Uh, with this, like your feet physically close it when you're going in, so there's no air there so uh it's a little more complicated to get them in but it yeah and we were also we walked right on it was dead that day uh, both days it was completely <laughs> dead it was so nice um it was supposed to have a terrible forecast the whole weekend that we were there and it, we got uh, like one rainstorm and light rain the entire weekend it was fat freaking fantastic couldn't be better Great. weather um and then uh you dispatch going to the right and then uh you act- i didn't know this you go up a lift hill <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you go okay. up a lift hill with amazing theme, some some uh, interesting visual effects. Uh, I don't want to say too much on some things. Okay. And then as you go lift, lift hill, the first launch, uh, if you look at any pictures, you'll see that there's this giant train. Um, the first launch is above, right below that train. And that, that, that the first launch is elevated like 20 feet up in the air. And keep in mind, like you, you, you load like, 20 feet below grade uh from where the street level would be so it's actually a really tall lift hill that you're you're going up and uh the seats rotate i don't know how to even describe how they go into the fly position help me out here um i I don't know either really very well to say it mean they rotate is that the best way to so the track it so when you're in the station the track is literally on its side 90 degrees oh okay yeah so when you're going along uh Imagine you're on a spinning coaster and you're laying on the. Sp- Imagine you're on a spinning coaster, and uh, you the spinning coaster had no seats. It just had a bed, and 
that's you're laying you're laying in that bed and the bed can rotate as in a, like a, a spinning roller coaster can rotate. So when you do the combination of rotating 90 degrees so the track is now on top of you, the, the seats also rotate 90 degrees. So it makes it so you're in the flying the position. It's hard to explain. All I can tell you is it's so much more exciting. Uh, it's so much. Uh, it's not. Actually, it's scarier the way they do it on a DNM, but this is just so more elegant. It solves the problem of having to have that slow, you know, put it, you know, wait to dispatch the train until it goes into the the flying position. So it's so it's so seamless the way it happens too. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. And then you launch. Uh, the first launch just launches you into. Um, it's a flat launch and it launches around and I do a lot of bunch of twists and turns and helixes and mirror misses. Mrs. 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 And yes. uh, correct, correct. Few little, few little airtime moments, uh, and then uh, you dive underground, and then you back down to like twenty or I think it's either twenty or forty feet ish uh, below grade. No more than forty, but it's you can see if you're looking at the hotel, you can literally see where the street level is and how far down it goes. It's really impressive how much they had to dig down, like Nemesis, but even more impressive i think um and uh then you launch upward at like a 45 degree angle to the highest point which by the way the hotel rooms like there's a walkway that's like right next to the highest point mm-hmm. of this roller coaster so the views from the hotel are absolutely amazing and you can only be on those in the hotel if you're staying there you are not allowed in there unless you're staying there not even friends of friends can be in there you, they're very 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 strict about that mm-hmm. um i met up with someone who's a really good fantasia land photographer on instagram and he's and i'm like do you know if you'll be able to go up there and he's like no no they're very strict about it this guy has met had dinner with the uh with the uh, designer of rookberg <laughs> i didn't know that at the point like i picked the right guy to Take, take photographs of us getting engaged for sure yeah right <laughs> yeah flohan thank you so much flohan you are so great he was a great guy uh it was nice to meet someone from germany anyways and like he even knew the the gatekeeper from the hotel to the uh the uh the the park and he wouldn't even let him in he even yeah that they're that strict about it they want to keep it really exclusive which mm-hmm. is fantastic um I mean, Ariel's been on Flying Dinosaur. She says that's more intense. Um, I might even think that I like Tatsu's layout more, and it's far more intense. But this, just the whole package, it's the same thing with like the like the the uh, the argument between you know Iron Gwazi and Velocicoaster. You you put them in a box, yeah, the other coaster might win out. But when you take into consideration of everything, not even staying at the hotel, that that doesn't. Without mm-hmm. the hotel, it's still freaking amazing. Adding in the experience of the hotel, it just takes it to another level. It's just a masterpiece. And it's absolutely fantastic. It just nice. like Terran is. Terran is amazing too. The the design of Terran is completely boggles my mind with the walkways that go through the 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 ride itself and how it's also below grade too. And then take into consideration that two rides from two different companies were designed and built at the same time and I guess they had the, the collaboration of that whole project. I, I, that's. Can you imagine that? How those mm-hmm. two rides, Terran and Rack, were designed? Like, like if it had been two rides by Intimate, it would probably have been a hell of a lot easier, right? Yeah. 
But the Pacoma, the Pacoma and Intimate had to work together, right? With the rides that are as tight as I don't know how you have such a small space and fit those two rides into one small place and then have walkways that just go all over the damn place over and under the track and stations in the middle of the ride. It's not like off to the side track going over and over through buildings, everything. It's just very good project managers and very good engineers. I did. (laughs) God bless the Germans. Yeah. (laughs) They make ball bearings, man. (laughs) Yes, they do. They make very good ones. Uh, yeah, I. This, that's why I. That gets me excited. That's why I think that. Uh, I mean, I guess if you hate thrill rides, you're not going to be as excited about them. But if mm-hmm. you like themed entertainment at the same time, like I still think you can go with a bunch of friends and be like, I don't want to ride this, but I'll watch this all day. Mm-hmm. Like I, if you if you love immersive stuff, and that's part of what you love about Disney. And you can't go to Fantasialand and see how immersive something like this is and not enjoy it, then you don't like immersive things. You just like Disney. Yeah. Well, that's been a running theme on Twitter this week with Alan. So, yeah. Oh, has it? Okay. Yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah. But yes, no, I agree with you, your statement completely. I think that's a, uh, a good one. Like, you, know, you don't actually don't care about themed entertainment. You just like Disney and they've been the best, quote unquote, or whatever. So you like that. So, no, I totally and, agree. I understand. Can you agree with me? $450 for that experience for two days. That's not bad. For two days. Isn't that, is so that, that what, for two days what, is that what all-star sports would fucking cost you? Uh, probably more, depending on, yeah. The peak yeah. season, yeah. Yeah, 225 a night with food and all that stuff. That's pretty good. That's I, really good. I, I, I think I'd rather get some tooth teeth extracted and then uh, – then pay for that at Disney then. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. Again, not that Disney's bad. It's just that the value to fun ratio isn't there for me. So It's a very, very uh, low proposition. So I understand. Well, we're running late. I'll, I know, I'm sorry. I'll hold all my shit till next time or whatever. Um, Actually, I wrote an article. So one of the things I was going to talk about tonight was uh, the Harry Potter VR stuff. In New York. Oh man, I really wanted to hear about it. Can you like summarize a little yeah, bit? Yeah, sure. Well, yeah. Okay. So, um, the so uh, I want to do it. Yeah, no, I highly recommend it. Um, definitely, if you do Chaos at Hogwarts, is definitely the best one. So, if you can do that, you're good. Um, so how does it compare to other VR experiences? Is it very immersive? Is it how the graphics, all that crap? <laughs> you know, I haven't done a lot of other VR stuff necessarily. I never did. Um, uh. God, what was the one that at Disney? Um, the Void. Oh. I never did any of that. Um, You've done Battle for Ire. Yeah, I did um, the Repository at Universal. Um, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it, it, it long. It, we'll talk about that later. Um, uh, so this is at the Harry Potter VR store, which is um, in the Flatiron District, uh, next yeah. to the Flatiron Building. Um, Potter Store. It's a two-story store. Wands, house merchandise, <coughs> excuse me, snacks, um, everything you can imagine. A lot, a lot you can of good even stuff. Get the interactive wands, right? You cannot get interna- interactive wands. They oh, just I have, thought you could. They just have character wands, and they're non-interactive. Oh, okay. You know what would have been neat if they actually had had a couple of interactive points around the store, just I, for those people. Who I agree, it. but I think that may be a universal thing. Oh, okay. I'm um, just saying it would have been fucking awesome. It would have been cool, but only so they had none of the astrology wands. 
So if you got an oak okay. wand or whatever, they don't have those, and okay. they none of them are interactive. It's just characters. Okay. So there are two experiences. Um, Wizards take flight is on is on the basement. Um, you suit up. You kind of start in hog. So you suit up and you get into. You sit on a broom, and there's like a wand and a stand next to you. And then you put on your VR helmet, and then you exit a field house in Hogwarts, and you kind of go out a little bit, and then you cut, you know, you're flying around um, Hogwarts, and then all of a sudden Dobby stops you. He's like, "Oh, we got shit to go. We have we have shit to do, yo." And you end up in Nocturne Alley with everyone, and uh, Hagrid takes flies you and everyone through London. Uh, fighting off Death Eaters, and when Hagrid's talking to you, the wand next to you is actually either... I'm not sure how they do it. I assume it's just like a little, you know, it's either someone holding it in front of your face, or it's like on a little string. But the wand's floating in front of you, and you can just grab it. And I think that's cool. And it's like you can actually, like, there's depth perception, because it's VR. So that's a neat effect. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's cool. But, so there's some interactivity to it. Yeah. Um, okay. but, and, and for controlling the wand, imagine sitting on like a bicycle seat and with like a little okay. bit of feet pads, but the wand in front, the wand uh, broom handle in front of you um, can go up, down, left, and right. Uh, the only problem I have is that when you're going up and down, your speed doesn't change. It just changes your altitude. So you can't do okay. like the diving maneuvers like Harry could do and stuff like that. You're going up and down, left and right. You're kind of. It, that might be a, a lot for like the the, the average user. Who yes, does I, Are you playing video games throughout your life. Like you, you yeah. get that, you get physics and stuff like that. But that would probably add a level of like complexity to some people. Yeah, that could not. I'm get not through their head. I'm not gonna. I, I agree. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that was a weird aspect. Um, Too bad they couldn't have like a pro mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so that was that one, and then. Um, the other one is uh, Chaos at Hogwarts, and okay. you enter that one through the main floor, and you go up a set of stairs, and you're in King's Cross Station, a very small version of it, and there's, like, restrooms up there and some, you know, whatever. It's, like, a holding area. And your party gets called into a room uh, that looks like kind – of, it, it, it's set up like you are um, sitting in the Hogwarts Express, but it's not at all that. It's just kind of, you know – Besides the point, you put on all your equipment, but last time your helmet was like attached to a computer that was on your on your um broomstick, and like you didn't have to think about it that much. This time it's in your ba- it's like in a backpack basically you have to wear. So like okay. you're you're suiting up. So you have feet trackers, hand trackers, jeez, um the helmet, the uh the backpack, and um when you go into the next room. You basically walk in and there's this kind of like almost – it looks like a boxing arena is the best way to put it. And it is a, a, like a fenced in like 20 by 20 foot area. Let's just say roughly. Maybe slightly smaller, slightly larger. And there's just a bunch of like pads on the ground but everything's like totally, you know, together. There's nothing crazy. You see consol- – you can see some effects around you but not like a ton. So – you stand on like a platform and you put on your visor and you strap it on. You get, you know, visible and all that stuff. And once everyone's ready, they're like, okay, walk up to, 
the, to this like cart in front of you and you walk up to the cart and it's a physical cart and then they activate the effect and you're on platform nine and three quarters and someone pushes the cart through the wall and you take the cart that you're physically holding and the cart moves and you push it through and it's like it's um analogous to actually going through the wall so like if you're pushing it slow Jeez. it goes slowly if you go fast and then it ends and then you're on the other side and it turns out you know like you missed the Hogwarts Express and Dobby needs your help blah 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 but what happens is that um you walk around the uh how you, you walk around Hogwarts so you're doing things where you're picking up a wand you're walking into the the Gryffindor common room there's like you know a little barrier around you but you're casting spells then you know you're entering one way exiting another you're getting turned around you're like oh all this stuff there's like shaking floors and all sorts of stuff and you're walking around and just kind of exploring the um the the school and it's and it's a completely amazing experience totally worth it I, that sounds really impressive like yeah most of most of the VR stuff that's been in amusement parks, it's been very you're along for the ride. Uh, maybe yeah. you can like kind of shoot at some stuff, but like not really. Uh, and like the, like the only thing that I feel like had any kind of interactivity, and it's it's wasn't even really part of the ride, was that Europa Park. Uh, you spend six dollars and and do the coaster reality thing. That was uh, it's a separate station for Eurostar Can Can coaster. Mm-hmm. And uh, you load up and you get on your VR stuff before you even sit in the train, and it tracks, it knows spatially where the train is and where uh, everybody else is with you know trackers and everything. So like walking to the train, like that was like one of the coolest parts of the the coaster. It was yeah, I mean, it was kind of cool to have, uh, a, you know, a, a, past that it was like okay, this is kind of you know a different theme. It's like the Six Flags so, VR basically. The problem but, like that. The yeah, problem okay. with those kind of co- with, with that kind of VR is that you're limiting your you're limiting the space around you. Like you're on right. a coaster. Like you want to see things around you. You have the real world. You know. That's what Why I'm saying. Why are I'm saying, you're, you're limiting yeah. the you're limiting your focal point. You're limiting the visuals. It is bad. This basically takes a blank room in a store on the third on the f- third floor in New York. And creates Hogwarts. And that's pretty cool. And I think that's what makes VR special in this way and why a special adaptation of this experience like this where you can take a limited space and making it infinite is way cooler and also way smarter and better than the other way around where you're just throwing on a VR helmet while riding Iron Dragon, you know? Yeah, I mean the the best thing it did was when they put it on boring coasters, it made it a lot more interesting. But, but like, even then, lines. yeah, even yeah. then, you're still limiting an infinite yeah, space. Yeah. This that, is I mean, this is making it infinite. Was, I'm saying that's where it, they did it the best when it took a very boring coaster, especially like the one on Fantasyland, which was incredibly boring. I finally got to ride that. Yeah, uh, but it was but, closed. But even then, like you're you're taking an infinite like a a very large space and making it limited. Yeah. And yeah, that's I'm just saying just that like cool. just trying to go from virtually into a coaster car was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, I can't okay. imagine all these different effects and physical things in a room. And all mm-hmm. I was trying to do was get into a freaking roller coaster car, and that yeah. was freaking cool to be able to completely rely on the VR. 
to get on into a physical thing in the real world, which is being manipulated to look like something completely different in VR. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you're describing to me just blows my mind. Like, I need to do that. How much is it? So it's $34 per person per experience. So if you want to do both of them, it's going to be 68 bucks. Um, and how long does the experiences last? So um, from so each experience is about like 10 to 15 minutes long. Okay. So, and that's, that's the pure. But it's a lot of tech in there. Yeah. So that's the pure experience. But that okay. does not include the check-in, um, you know, waiting, suiting up, suiting down okay. thing. So that's okay. that's literally every moment you're in an interactive VR experience is about 10 to 15 okay. minutes. Okay. So, but like, okay. you know, if they're and saying, hey, if, if if they say if you want to book these back to back, give an hour space between the experiences because they do you probably want-, want to just to get you. You probably don't want to do them both after each other because you probably like want to just get back to reality for a little while and take a rest. <laughs> well, but but also they want you to check in a little early and then wait. Yeah, a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like they want to give you some space also if there's any technical issues. So they say an hour. Between the so two. It, there's no way that the VR thing that's rumored to replace the the um, Fear Factor Stadium could come anywhere close to this type of immersive stuff, is there? It, it'll be closer to the Wizards Take Flight than it would be Chaos at Hogwarts. Okay, so um, more than like what we've done before on a roller coaster, but now we're near what like yeah, somewhere in between. Yeah, I, I think it would definitely be very, very close to what um, uh, Wizards Take Flight is, which is you know you're controlling the the, the experience it, to a certain degree and casting spells. Yeah, um, it's gonna be a little while before that comes to fruition at Universal, right? That's like more of a next year thing, right? Um, at the very least, at the very earliest, that would be 2024. Oh, okay. Minions next year. Minions next year. Okay. All right. I mean, they can take a break this year. They kind of opened a giant roller coaster and I mean, we're on a roller coaster. That's what the, uh, the escape rooms are this year, reportedly. So that's what. That oh, is. okay. That's that quickly. And mm-hmm. you said the rumor right now is Back to the Future and uh, what was the other one? Jurassic World. Uh, yeah. Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't have an annual pass right now. We don't have any plans to get one, but like that, uh, that would be something I'd love to do. Hopefully it's up and running by uh, Horror Nights. Yeah, I, I think it would be. I think it's summer opening. Maybe oh, yeah, like it's replacing the groove, right? Yes. Okay. So, which uh, I think is a good idea. I think they. It's a different time now. I don't think the nightlife thing is something they need to be a part of anymore. Actively court would be the word I would use. It's something I don't think they have actively have to court. I think um, there's other things they can do that are fun yeah. also. So. Yeah. That that was right. uh, definitely part of my New York trip, but uh, other things I did where I saw a bunch of shows, had fun. Oh, I got, you saw I got, the Harry Potter. I oh. saw I saw the new Cursed Child, the Cursed Child Light. It was good. How did you like? So, is, how long is it? It's three and a half hours now. Okay, intermission. so wasn't it? I feel like mine was like six six plus hours, right? Uh, they removed a third of it, so my guess is that what you saw was four and a half, and they removed an it hour. It was. I mean, I loved it, but mm-hmm. man, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, so they, they removed they removed Hagrid, they removed dream sequences, they shortened sequences. Okay. A lot of stuff was cut and changed. I liked it a lot. Um, they made it gayer, which is definitely something I appreciate. 
Okay. Uh, they removed a lot of the references to Scorpius and Albus being friends or being romantically interested in Rose, and they I, play and they, and they played up more of the uh uh like Albus saying Scorpius may be the most important person in his life. Okay, I'll so be honest, they, I forget. They, they it, made it. It's been three yeah. years. I kind of forgotten most of the plot, but like I, they, I know they made it. it significantly more hinting that it's romantic than okay. um, before. So that's that. Um, I also saw uh, the Music Man revival, which uh, stars. Did they, did they have the, like the really big cliffhanger at the middle though? Still, yes, they did. Okay, that uh, when you when you got to imagine how amazing that was when it and, was and the, they do, and and the part one and then yeah. you had took a broke and had dinner and you're just like oh my god I just want to compare it to what happens next yeah so the um they they still do the <laughs> lobby transformation okay it was pretty freaking awesome um yeah the, that was that was so, so I really like I, I I like the changes they made needless to say um okay. the the Albus I saw was his first performance. Okay. In the role ever, and he's now my canonical Albus Potter. To tell you how much I loved was it. Hermione still uh, African American yeah. lady. Yeah. Okay. That was that took me a minute to get you. Nothing was wrong. But it just took me a minute to get used to it. it yeah. Like, if you're not expecting, you're kind of like, wait, what? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. The um. Uh. So the other shows I saw real quick. Uh, I saw the revival of The Music Man with Sutton Foster and Hugh okay. Jackman. Um. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Hugh Jackman, Chris yeah. Yellman. It's like one of the best fucking movies ever. Yeah. So, um, he uh was in that. So that was interesting. I got pretty cheap if tickets. I like Chris Yellman. Would I like that? It's not the greatest showman. But would I, I like it? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Do you like the greatest showman? I've never seen it, and I've heard crazy shit about it. So um, good. Um, that, that, that's what I, I, I probably need to watch it. That's all I can say. I'm going to watch it now because we're talking about it. And okay. I, whenever I think about it, I just pop up okay. the DVD. It's like so, one of the only Blu-rays I have still. Okay. So I also saw, um, uh, Town again, one of my favorite shows okay. of all time. And I also saw the, uh, revival, the gender swapped revival of company, um, which is absolutely wonderful. Um, really, really cool production of that. So that was my little you, kind of New York trip in a nutshell. You said you were able to get some good deals. Like what? Wait, what, what, what are you talking about? Like how much? Um, if you don't mind. So they were. Um, so right now they're running Broadway Week, which is going for I think a little bit longer, maybe ending in the night. It'll be ending before this podcast is up. Um, and those are uh, buy one get one tickets for a lot of big shows. Oh, um, includes a company, Hades Town, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. All those are included. Um, for Music Man, I got Upper Right Balcony for a hundred bucks. Okay, um, that's not bad for Broadway. <laughs> or- orchestra is like seven hundred for that show. And you're saying a hundred bucks for two two tickets for one ticket. Okay, okay, one ticket. Okay. Um, the that's still not bad. I paid a hundred and thirty bucks per ticket for second row mezzanine of of Hades Town. Which was a very good seat, and we paid ninety bucks a ticket for Rojay Orchestra of Company. So, if you're so you're going to be looking to spend anywhere from I would say eighty to one hundred and thirty dollars a ticket on Broadway, and I think they're all worth it. I think the shows are wonderful. Um, just pick good ones. <laughs> but that's my uh my my Broadway minute. So, 
Alex, I need to go to bed, man. Yeah. Uh, what we're, we're gonna keep it to an hour before we just had a lot to say since we've been yeah. gone for so long. Yeah. So expect more of an hour long show, <laughs> not 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 an hour, an hour and forty and minutes. Alex show. Yeah, blank. Yeah, not not an hour we, and forty minutes. Uh, so Alex, where can people find you online at? <clears throat> the the coaster spot on YouTube and Instagram, and then coaster spotting on Twitter. Cool. You can find me at Parkscope Joe. You can find all of us at Parkscope. Go leave us a review somewhere. I don't know where somewhere and uh retweet this because i think people are forgetting that we do a show because i i've did for a little while (laughs) people people wanted us to come back though we're back we're back baby better than ever Alrighty, everyone good night and uh or good day or whatever we'll we'll see you next time how's that sound we'll see you next time we need we need to we get need to get a new slogan for the end of the show we'll work on it we'll workshop that that's definitely something we'll do Anyway, we'll see everyone later.